welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by Ryan Donnelly. Ryan, how's it going? It's going, man. Uh, we are deep in the throes of uh, Mac Football Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday. What day is it? Wednesday. It's one of those. Uh, we are. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're watching that match and we're celebrating. You know, we love uh, a Northern Illinois King. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is good. Yeah, life is life is good with the uh, with the Mac back on. Uh, got to watch Eastern Michigan beat Western Michigan for the third straight year last night. Didn't realize that it had been three years in a row very fun to watch that enjoyed watching the emu celebration after they they locked it up um did you know that eastern michigan is seven and four that's insane that's an insane thing to do at eastern michigan to be seven and four with the chance if they beat central michigan to be eight and four they've done that four times ever in the entire program's history they've had four or fewer losses man um Good for them. I mean, what can you say? I don't know. These guys are fucking. <laughs> these guys rock. That's uh, insane. Like Chris Creighton, I don't think is going to get consideration for for bigger jobs, and that's fine by me because I think he's a really fucking good coach, and I think he's doing a really good job there. I hope he stays. I that's. It seems like he's a really good fit, and I'm 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 impressed with what he has uh with what he's done there. He's going to get the Creighton University job for the biggest NIL deal of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing about that is right. <laughs> Nope, that's what's going on. <laughs> Zero uh, that part. famous coach, yeah. the coach NIL deal is coming through. Mm-hmm. At the school that doesn't uh, have a football program. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we love that. We yeah. love seeing it. Just shooting 0% on that one. No, not a not a single <laughs> miss on the rim entirely. Um, we've got week 12 to preview here. We are fresh off, or I'm fresh off a bonus show. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that, talking about uh, Paul Pasqualone and Jim Mora. Sorry, on what podcast? On uh, what podcast? It could have been any of them, um, <laughs> but hopefully everybody enjoyed hearing about how Jim Mora was hired after two weeks of just hanging out with the fellas, which I think is a really a, a fitting a fitting way to hire somebody for this show specifically. That's how we actually hired each other is just from hanging out in an in an Idaho cabin for for two weeks. People don't know that, but we just went fly fishing mm-hmm. in, in an Idaho cabin and started this podcast and uh you know yeah but we did it logan roy style yeah i've not haven't seen the show but yes i agree um we uh we went out to an idaho cabin for about three months and backlogged all of our episodes you're actually hearing nearing the end of the backlog now we've we are recording this in july and we're just sort of predicting Mm -hmm. all of the things that will happen in college football uh assuming that you know Pitt is going to be like eight and two um, you know, Ohio State is is nine and one, but lost to Oregon. We're talking about Wake Forest being really good. We're talking about undefeated Cincinnati. We're just predicting all this stuff. We have no idea if it's going to be right or wrong because it is July in Idaho right now. That's right. That's right. And we are loving that Snake River weather, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. We're out here in the Palouse, uh, and we're loving it. And uh, you know, we are not committing any murders that are being investigated by Jeremy Renner and his crew of mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's a good thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm wearing my shirt that says Kanye West will never release Donda and I'm enjoying it. And I'm, I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling very good about everything that's going on. And what's, what's crazy is we're actually on the way to his Wyoming ranch right now, yeah. too, uh, which is even, even nuttier. Yeah. We're, we're on, that's about the, to record a verse, dude. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the first of two ranches that we're set to, uh, to stop at. And, and folks, <laughs> you can just guess on what the other one is. Um, all right, Ryan, do you want to talk week 12 here before we get ourselves in trouble? 
Um, yeah, I'm sure we'd never get ourselves in trouble. No, we, we, I mean, not listen, who's who's going to get us in trouble that listens to this? There's no no police officers here. We're, we're, we're fine. Uh, Thursday, to start us off, not a, not a full flight here, but we do have one game to talk about, and it's not even really so much the game that we want to talk about as it is one of the two teams in it. Louisville at Duke, 7.30 on ESPN. Not a good football game. Louisville's going to win. Duke is very bad, but... Ryan, you're interested in in Louisville. Am I correct here? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They beat the shit out of Syracuse last they week. Really that was, did. I don't think we a... talked about it too much during our review. I listened to most of your solo rundown. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a huge game last week, just because you know it's two like 500 teams that no one really cares about that much. Yeah. But boy, how did they beat the shit out of those boys? They did. They did. Um, this this team has also lost to pretty much only good teams: Ole Miss, Wake Forest, Virginia, NC State, and then the one mm-hmm. bad loss to Clemson. Um, that's like th- that's not bad at all. That's that's a pretty good group of teams when you take away you know Clemson. Uh, th- I think yeah, this... they're essentially Penn State with a better head coach. Yeah, like I think this Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I I think uh, I I think this is in general a pretty good team, and it seems like they keep doing this. This feels like just what's what Louisville under Scott Satterfield does, where it starts off like one and three, and everybody thinks that he's gonna get fired, and then they finish like seven and five. And you're like, oh, well, that's. That's weird. How did they get to seven and five? Because they just keep winning. Like they don't really lose dumb ones in the ACC, and that seems mm-hmm. to be as valuable as anything else. Um, so I'm curious in in watching this team, getting the chance to watch it, and then also in what Scott Satterfield is going to do here, because I it from from the reporting in the off season, it kind of sounds like he doesn't want to be at Louisville, and it, it sounds like Louisville doesn't really want him to be there. Yeah. Um, Sorry, to clarify, the reporting from every offseason he got there, uh, yes, <laughs> not just yeah. this one. <laughs> yeah, like he showed up and he's like, I hate this. This sucks. This is this is terrible. <laughs> um, and and so I'm I'm interested because I I think he would have interest elsewhere. I, there's a job that just opened up as we record this, I think either yesterday or the day before, that seems to be pretty solid a fit for Scott Satterfield out at Virginia Tech. I mean, he's he's from App State. Originally, he's I believe grew up in the on the on the coast near the mountains. Um, he has recruited that area before. It seems like he wants to do it now and is trying to do it at Louisville, and it doesn't really work especially well. There was talk this off season and last off season about how he's not particularly good at recruiting the areas that Louisville wants to recruit, which is to say, like South Florida. And if you look at Scott Satterfield, you can understand why he's not especially good at doing that. But I think that. The Virginia well, Tech job is one that yeah. kind of makes sense for him with with who he is. It, it is a problem that he really just does not get anybody in Kentucky. By the way, yeah. um, that is something that I would like be concerned about if I were a Virginia Tech program. That's coming like fresh off of like basically being pissed off at Justin Fuente because every coach in the state of Virginia hates his ass. Sure, uh, you know what I mean. If he had to go get all these guys from Texas, yeah. Louisville lives as a program like that. And uh, uh, Satterfield especially does not really have a relationship with Kentucky high school coaches. Sure. That seems like an issue if you're Virginia Tech. But there are things about him that I like a lot for the fit. And by the way, I just want to – I don't think we talked about him too much this season, but Malik Cunningham is having a really good year. Yeah, he's good. Uh, There's, the ACC has he, some really good quarterbacks. Dude, Malik – if you look at his numbers, Malik Cunningham is like a pretty wealthy man's Jaden Daniels. Okay. 
Yeah. I, He's I, a lot better this year than Jaden Daniels. That, and Jaden Daniels is like a dude coming into the season. Yeah, that, that sounds about right to me. Um, He's putting up like Matt Corral numbers right now. Hmm. I, I had not even I had not even realized that. You're right. We we don't talk about that enough because I didn't even know. Um for Yeah, what, let's see here. I mean Matt Corral uh, I guess Matt Corral is uh Matt Corral's numbers are pretty slightly good. ahead on ahead on yardage, yeah, but I mean it's not like a huge disparity, you know what I mean? It's it's something like uh I don't know, Malik Cunningham's accounted for a couple more touchdowns. Uh I think that Matt Corral's accounted for like 300 more yards total. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's not like, a, I mean, Corral throws the ball better than Cunningham does, but they both move the ball. Sure. Um, something about this also that's interesting to me, you mentioned the recruiting. We're not going to go too deep into into the Virginia Tech job, but I do think that it, this is just kind of intriguing. Um, 2021 class for Louisville had seven players from Georgia, four from Florida, four from North Carolina. 2020 had nine from Georgia, four from Florida, two from Kentucky, uh, two from North Carolina. So he's not recruiting Virginia, but he is kind of recruiting that area, um, you know, where he's getting into North Carolina. He's getting into Georgia, which I think is something that Virginia Tech would like to do, uh, has has tried to do in the past. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and I, I think... I think that if you could pair that with Virginia recruiting, you would have a legitimate base there. If you're looking, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, maybe even down to Florida for a couple guys, I think you have a a decent recruiting base. Like that feels about right to me for Virginia for Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I am a little concerned. Um, I just don't know. Like, is he like is he the guy to fix in state recruiting? You know what I mean? Like, if that's your, sure. if, if you view that as your biggest obstacle, and I think Virginia Tech probably does, I don't think it's like recruiting in Florida. So yeah. To me, the idea is like Virginia Tech could take the next step as a program if they were able to recruit successfully in Florida or a little bit more in Georgia. Um, but recruiting in the state of Virginia and in D.C. is where their bread is buttered, right? Like that is where they have to be good at. Yeah. And is he the guy to fix in-state relationships? We haven't seen that Louisville at all. So I, I don't know. That, that's a big point of pause for me. Um, I think, I don't know. I, but it's also a year where it's going to be tough like to find good candidates. Yeah. Uh, there's just like more good openings than there are good coaches. I, I think like you, if you have to go after like Matt Campbell, Billy Napier, uh, Jamie Chadwell, you probably make Luke Fickle tell you no. Um, you and just he, ask and trust me, he will. Luke Fickle will yeah, he really will. tell you no. He will, he will tell you no. He yeah. will go all the way in on telling you no. <laughs> I agree, but you still make him do it, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, maybe you call Jim Leonard. I don't know. like yeah. uh, Just an off-the-wall hire, but I think it could work. Uh, uh, the one that I'm interested in, and I mentioned this to you before the show, um, Mike Elko down at Texas A&M, he played, hmm. he played at Penn. Um, coached in the Northeast for the the majority of his career, was at Wake Forest as a defensive coordinator, of course, before he went to Notre Dame. Um, I, I don't think that would be a terrible hire. I do also think you might as well just go and hire his boss at, at Bowling Green and at Wake Forest. Just... Well, real, real quick here, I, I want to say, like, Virginia Tech might be, like, closest to, like, West Virginia and Pitt among, like, all the jobs, but that is not a Northeastern job. Sure. That is a Southern job. Yeah, sure. Um, he is, I mean, to be fair, he's coaching at Texas A&M. I, I, I think sure, that he, sure, I yeah. think he would live. Um, but I, I, I do, <laughs> I do think it's worth mentioning as well. The person whom, whom he coached under, um, why not just go get Dave Clawson? 
at Wake Forest. Like he knows how to. He win. He probably doesn't say yeah, right? I don't think. He'd I, say I yes think he. That. I think um, he would. I I don't think Wake Forest is an especially attractive job, and I think he's done about as well as you could possibly do. I mean, he's he fucking about to be eleven and one. Nobody has ever done that. Yeah. What, but what is the history of guys leaving to go to other jobs in their own division, right? It, it can't be very, like, it can't happen all the time. I don't know. I don't know. It um, doesn't seem impossible. Oh, it's never mind. It's going to see the division. Never mind. Yeah. Um, it does happen, but I would struggle with that one, man. I don't know. I, I, that... Clawson, first of all, I think he's going to get a better offer, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think, like, he's due for a better job in the next year or two. Maybe like if, if, uh, I don't know, would you, if you're, if you're Clawson, we're in the weeds now, but that's just fine. If you're Clawson and let's say because LSU strikes out on its top two guys and it goes and gets lane, are you taking Ole Miss or are you taking Virginia Tech? Because I think you take Virginia Tech. Um, hold on. Are you saying, uh, if Lane leaves, sorry, just repeat that. If Lane leaves Ole Miss, or you think? Yes, Ole if Miss Lane goes, that? let's say LSU has to settle for Lane. It's Ole Miss. You think you go Ole Miss? It's Ole Miss. Like now, Clawson's personality specifically is that a fit for Ole Miss? I don't know, but that's the better job right now. Even despite the SEC West, whatever. Like, I don't know. I think it's, I think they're going to move to the East uh, on the reshuffle, and if not, I don't know. Like, Bama's there, of course, but yeah. Does Ole Miss really expect you to win the conference? I, I don't think they do. I think they expect you to get to like eight or nine wins a year consistently and have some like good teams to draw fans in. Yeah. And I think Virginia Tech has expectations to win the conference. Well, um, I, but what is the difference? Which is crazy to say, I mean, given the level of the jobs, but. What is the difference then between being at Wake Forest and being at Ole Miss other than who you're losing to? Uh, you have job security forever at Ole Miss. You're, you're Mark Stoops. And he doesn't at Wake Forest? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant at Wake Forest. I, I apologize. Yeah. I, I misspoke. Yeah, uh, I meant at Wake Forest. He will never, ever get fired. He's like David yeah. Cutcliffe or, I mean, what Gary Patterson we thought he was. Like, that, yeah, there's that, a guy who has that job forever. That sounds good then. I don't I don't know why you would go to Ole Miss over over Wake Forest. What how what what kind of job would he, do you think he would need for it? Like, if you're Dave Clawson, what job are you leaving for? Would it be like... TCU? Would you go to TCU? A top 15 job. No, I think you take a top 15 job in college football. Like you take uh, or or one of like the massive uh, blue blood schools that has fallen down and it's like sure. willing to pay you so like a my, lot of like Nebraska. Or like or Miami. Like Miami. Yeah. Okay. Man, yeah. He, he would kill it in Nebraska. He would do really well there. That's... He would, yeah, he would be the guy in Nebraska. I don't think he'd fit at Miami at all. I don't no. think Miami needs no. like that kind of guy. No, I, think, <laughs> I, I think Miami needs a Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Um, he would kill it in Nebraska. That's one I hadn't even really thought about before. Cause that's, you get the same, the same ideology as you would get in hiring a triple coach with the, you know, we're just going to do something weird on offense that you have to prepare for and that we don't really have to recruit five stars for. Um, mm-hmm. we're going to win eight games until recruits start to notice us. And then we're going to start winning 10, you know, that's, that's kind of what Nebraska needs. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. But, um, I, I, I think he'd take Virginia tech. I do. I, I think that, I think that if you have seen the peak at Wake Forest, like I feel like he is here, you you start to get a little bit antsy, and we know that he has interviewed for jobs in the past. I think he would take it if offered, and I think it would be offered if it if it comes down to that. It seems like the top coach that people are talking about, and we're we're just going to talk about Virginia Tech for a little bit, I think, because I'm interested in this job. It seems like the top guy that people are mentioning for this is Chadwell, and I'm kind of I don't I'm not out on Chadwell. I like Chadwell. I, I am I am the I, I'm not gonna say the originator, but I was one of the first people on Chadwell. I like Chadwell. 
I don't. You were big on Chadwell. I'll give it to you. I'll yeah. give it to you. I was. I. I was writing about Chadwell before. Um, whoever the fucking guy at ESPN is that isn't Bill Connolly, but the other one. Um, Rittenberg. No, no. Rittenberg doesn't write about anything cool. No, the one who's on the internet beat. Um, I was writing about Chadwell before he was even. Oh, born. Uh, David Hale. Yeah, that guy? yeah, that guy. Uh, I was writing about Chadwell before he was even born, but I. <laughs> I don't know how he would fit at Virginia Tech, partially because I don't know if Virginia Tech should hire an offensive guy. It kind of feels weird to me. Just hire Mike Vick, dude. Who cares? I don't know. It works. <laughs> like like we found in... Just uh, go get Dion. I don't know. I think we, yeah, I mean, we've learned the same thing in college football coaching in the last, like, 10 years, five years, yeah. as we've learned in politics, which is you don't actually have to know anything. In fact, okay. it might be worse if you do. Okay. You can just be, like a celebrity guy and people are going to come play for you. And that's more than half the battle. Yeah. Like Eddie George, you know, was on Broadway and like making TV shows, whatever, uh, before he got the Tennessee state job. Now he's going to get an FBS job for like two years because yeah. his name's Eddie George. Like, you know what I mean? Deion Sanders is going to get the TCU job. because he's a couple good halftime teachers. And he's like, he's Deion Sanders. It's like, yeah. you can just do that. You don't have to be good at coaching. Did you, did it's you... not hard to be a college football coach. It's pretty easy. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great quote there. Um, did you know just 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 out of the out out of curiosity? Do you happen to know who Eddie George's offensive coordinator is right now? Isn't it? Oh fuck! I, it's Bobby Petrino or somebody, right? No, no? it's, uh, it's somebody. Yeah, someone like insane him. on his staff. It's someone like it's him. Not, um. It's a, it's a it's I a. I just saw it the other day. It's a it's a shamed offensive coach. That's your hint. It's you. It's Hugh Jackson. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, let's it's go. It's Hugh Jackson. <laughs> what a king. Um. AFC North legend Hugh Jackson. Um, Hugh Jackson's on a one-way train to be a high school head coach. Uh, the way his career has been going, <laughs> we love that. we love that for him. Could you imagine getting done with algebra two and then you have to go play for Hugh Jackson? I'm quitting. No, I'm gonna go play basketball. Sorry, I will not play for Hugh Jackson. Oh man. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see. What I don't know happens. who else. Who who else do you like for the shot? Like who else would you look at if, if it's not? Elko's, about the guys we talked about so far. Elko's the one that comes to mind. Um, it's 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 tough because it it really it's you know the fifth or sixth best job available right now, and there are going to be more jobs available. You know, it's not better than Washington. It's not better than USC. Obviously, not better than LSU. Um, what, with the TCU, I don't. I think it's about on par with TCU, uh, especially with the new the new Big Twelve. It's it's better than TCU, but. It's sort. It's you know fourth. Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. That's actually like a tough. I think it's better than TCU. I don't know because the the recruiting is is not better. Obviously, TCU is in Dallas, but in the new Big Twelve against the the current ACC, people still think of the ACC as a power. We don't know if they're going to do that with the Big Twelve, and I think you can still win the ACC if you're Virginia Tech. I don't think you're in hell if you're Virginia Tech. Like we we have seen not that long ago, teams. I mean. Fuente was in the fucking championship game. It it it's not that hard, right? Um, and what I, about Bill Clark? Hmm. I, I hmm. That's because I he should get a bigger job. He I don't know why he hasn't, other than just he doesn't want to play the SEC game. But this isn't that. You know, you don't have to to the extent play the SEC game here. Everybody's doing it, but you don't have to do it as much. Um, that would be interesting. I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they would grab a a, a Cusa guy. I think the Cusa guy they would get would be Will Healy, but he hasn't been successful enough yet to justify it. Right. Um, I don't know. Could you call up, like, Kalen DeBoer? Mm, maybe. I don't think Kalen DeBoer wants to leave the West Coast, though. I would guess that he is 
from given the fact that he and it is certainly the circumstances are a little bit unique because it was the job that he had just been in that came back and offered him the head coaching job but I don't think he wants to be on the parts of the country or in the parts of the country that care extensively about football I think he wants to be on the west coast just from what I have gathered about his you know his background his resume I think he probably wants to be out there um what about uh what about Bill Clark's brother Sean Clark you consider Sean Clark <laughs> I mean, I think if you're hiring a if you're hiring an App State guy, you might as well just get Satterfield because at least he's you know he's proven himself a little bit more. I mean, Satterfield was going eleven and one at App State. Um, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I I also I don't know if Virginia Tech morally can hire directly from App State. That seems like something that would get you in trouble if you're if you're the <laughs> athletic director there. Here's another one. How about interesting? I don't think he has a big enough name, and it probably wouldn't work. But someone will hire this guy sooner or later. How about Mike Houston for a bigger job? He has an FCS title at James Madison. He has uh, like, uh, I think two other, two or three other runners up at Mm -hmm. at, like the FCS level uh, with Citadel and and James Madison. Uh, He, I think won a championship at division two level, Lenore Ryan. He kind of wins everywhere. He's turning ECU around. This guy is bound to get a bigger job somewhere. He is. He's going to get it next year when they go like nine and three. Um, But he's only 50. Damn. Okay. Yeah. He's he's gonna get one next year, but I I don't think that they were good enough this year to, to justify it. But they're gonna be like nine and three next year. Um, yeah. And I think he's isn't gonna... that pretty crazy? The dude has two national championships and two runners up, That's... and he is fifty years old. Yeah. That the uh, hmm. I don't know what to think about that. I like Mike Houston. I like what ECU is doing. Um, I I almost feel like the higher here that would make the most sense is one that you can't do yet but that was supposed to be able to happen if this guy didn't fuck up the bag. Charles Huff. I think that Charles Huff was supposed to be the guy who gets this job after a dominant <laughs> year at Marshall, but he fucked it up because they're going to go 6 and 6. Are they going to go 6 and 6 or 6 and 4 right now, right? Here they have left on the schedule like have, WKU and FAU, right? Um, no, they have Charlotte and West Kentucky. They're going to They can beat Charlotte? I guess they could beat Charlotte. I mean, the best case scenario is 7 and 5 because they're not beating WKU. Well, well, look at their losses, right? They lost to a very good UAB team. They lost to Eastern uh, Eastern Carolina. Yeah. They lost on the road at App in a, one of the best games of the year. And they lost a one-score game on the road at Middle Tennessee, which is that's not a, a great loss. A loss. One either. It's a bad like, loss. I don't uh, This Tennessee is what? Like five and five? Oh, it's a pretty bad loss. Yeah. Okay. That one's bad, but this should uh, have... good win on the road at FAU. Pretty I, solid team. I, mean, I don't I know. They can win out. Dude. They can F- go a- FAU's five and five, too, and they can't play offense. I, I think, uh, I think this should have been like an eleven and one season. I mean, the Marshall team is so talented. We talked about this in the off season when they hired him. That team is so talented that it really kind of felt like it should have been plug and play, and it just wasn't. And I think that he needed it to be so that he could jump right up to the Virginia Tech job. I think that's why he went to Marshall, and now he's gonna he's gonna end up being stuck at Marshall. I think they are less talented in three of the four teams they lost to. I think ECU, App, and UAB have more talent on their rosters than Marshall does the structure. I would disagree about ECU, certainly. Um, the other two, I think you can, make a, you can make a case for. They are they are absolutely more talented than ECU is. Marshall Should we can, pull up the numbers? Marshall can Should we take, pull up the numbers? The, the JUCO guys do not apply to the rankings the same way that regular yeah, they do. do. Do they? Yeah, they do. They don't get as yeah. high of scores. Their scores are lower. Yeah. Um, that's because they're like they're, they get... They played the program less time. That makes sense. 
going to get two years out of them instead of having that 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 the, more talent that is not that is not reflective of talent then um that is like marshall can take a whole bunch of guys who got kicked out of p5s that they're more talented than ecu is all right let's see here um ecu and app state are and middle tennessee state are ranked ahead of marshall uab is just behind them Okay, so um, so it, it was so, three of the five or three of the four. Three of the four. But it was a different yeah. three. I was one a wrong on one. That's yeah. a W for me, Pat. Uh huh. A likely story, and <laughs> and this also team talent I believe does not track transfers even a little bit, which is something that Marshall does a, a lot of. Um, All right, well we're we're twenty minutes to the podcast. We're talking about Marshall's talent capacity. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try to, try to Welcome to flipping the field. Preview. Yeah, we preview. <laughs> uh, we it, are on our offseason shit right now. Somehow. Anyway, make final call here, and then we'll then we'll move on with the preview. Who who does Virginia Tech grab uh, for its head? Who coach will they hire, or who would I hire? Who would you hire? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I would I asked hire. I mean, can I get anybody? Like, what's what are my no, parameters? No, realistic. Like, guys, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If you say one, I'm gonna tell you if I think they would take it. So I'll, if if you're missed, then you'll have to go again. Billy Napier. Uh, no, no, he would not take it. He's waiting on LSU because I think LSU. Then I guess I'm fall down I'm a tree and land in Chadwell. Okay, yeah, I, I think he would take. I think he'd take it, um, especially after the South Carolina catastrophe last season. Um, and then I, I think I'd probably go with either Chadwell, who I'm not I'm not 100% sold on, or Elko if he takes it. I think I'm right. calling Elko first, uh, but I'm not. I'm Elko's not... good, and Elko's been recruiting his fucking ass off this year too. He's really uh, he was at Notre Dame as well. That class is nuts. That Texas A&M class, and and he is a he is a big part of that. So I think I'd probably give him a call. Um, hell, maybe uh, who is it at George? Maybe Dan Lanning. Something to think about. I would I would go with the mm. I'd go with the DC for sure. All right, Friday, Staple Beer, Air Force at Nevada, 9 p.m. FS1, Great Mountain West game. I really liked the Nevada San Diego State game this past weekend. Nevada's offense is a lot yeah. of fun to watch. Air Force is this is a this is a Styles makes fight game because you've got the triple option against one of the only true air raids left. Um, this is a great fucking Friday night game. This is a perfect fit for a Friday night. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, both teams are unlikely to make the conference title game, but they yeah. have to win this. It's a must-win game for both programs. I, they want a shot to do it. I believe Nevada is completely out because it has – it doesn't have the tie break against either of the two teams that are uh... – Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter. It can, it can get to 6-2 and two still, and those teams could both end up at 5-3. and three. Okay. That, that is right? – yeah, I'll say that is unlikely, but – I mean, uh, sure, but it's – but they're not done. Okay. Like, I mean, you have – like, that's that's all I'm saying. It's not mathematically Okay, made. sure. Yeah. Um, but sure, it's unlikely. Yeah, I don't think UNLV will beat San Diego State, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're certainly going to look into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think Nevada wins this game, but I think it's going to be a good one. And they, they've had some of the most watchable games all season, by the way. Yeah. They just don't get a lot of buzz. I mean, despite Carson Strong being on the roster, because they play all their games at like you know eleven thirty at night, and mm-hmm. uh, it's Nevada. But uh, one, I think they're going to be <laughs> taking a. A uh, massive step back this season um, uh, after they lose both their uh, head coach and their uh, quarterback. I would, I would imagine, and also all of their receivers and the entire offense. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not, 
it's not what you want necessarily if you're a football team. I'm curious about where he goes as well, but we'll talk about that on a different show so that we don't do another 20 minutes on Jay Norvell. Uh, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Memphis at Houston. Uh, this one sucks. I'm going to tell you right now. This Your buddy is lying. This one sucks. Houston is, is way, way, way better than Memphis. I like Seth Hennigan. I think Memphis is going to get better, just not this year. Houston is going to is gonna just put these guys in the trash compactor. Listen, Patrick, are you conference title pilled or not? Are you pilled or aren't you pilled? Yeah, sure. It's just this is not – Memphis is not going to beat Houston. <laughs> Yeah, probably not, but it's the only game on the schedule, like on this night, besides when we have already, that's have any kind of implications for the conference title. Well, yeah, sure, but you, I mean, <laughs> you, you could say that about like the San, you know, like San Diego State and and uh, you know, like UNLV or something. It has implications. I mean, I, I I just I think if Dana Holgerson's your coach, it's very possible that you can lose any game. Uh, even though they're pretty good this season, I think he can manage to blow any of these. I'm confident. Uh, so. I I am confident in Dana Holgerson for some reason. I believe strongly against my own will in Dana Holgerson. Um, and also, we need Houston to keep winning because we do. I know that's yeah. what we're rooting for. That's why it matters. <laughs> yeah, so, we don't have any emotional stake in San Diego State. We have emotional stakes. I, let's speak in for Houston. you. Speak for yourself here. Um, I, I have some <laughs> emotional stake in in San Diego State. But uh, yeah, root for Houston here. I guess you can have it on in the second screen. Um, also available, weird beers that you try in the five percent chance that they're actually good. Arizona at Washington State, San Diego State at UNLV, and Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech. Um, I'm going to shout out Southern Miss at Louisiana Tech, which is the worst of these three. But although actually that mm-hmm. Arizona is stinky, but uh, Southern Miss ran with Frank Gore Jr. as its Wildcat quarterback last week, and they might do that again. And that sounds that sounds great. I'd love to see that. Yeah, uh, we should just actually put the regular Frank Gore in a quarterback. Okay, like 38 year old Frank Gore. Right. Once he's done training for his boxing match against Darren Williams, yeah, uh, we should uh, <laughs> we should get him in in, in the uh, in between the sidelines again. Yeah, okay. um, I'm in. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, Southern Miss head coach Frank Gore. Uh, any of these any of these other ones jumping up out to you, or do you want to move ahead to Saturday? Uh, let's move on to Saturday. It's gonna be a pretty pretty good fucking Saturday, man. Yeah, so good to beat the games. Yeah, Saturday early staple beer, Michigan State at Ohio State, noon on ABC. I have. Oh, no- that's right, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, the big Buckeye fan. Is, <laughs> he he built this document and he put Ohio State staple beer. He loves Ohio State football. It's go Bucks. O H I O. Let's go. Yeah, I uh, I don't disagree with this one. For the first time all season, I actually think you should watch Ohio State because it's playing a competitive game. I guess the Oregon game. Um. This I think this is gonna be fun. I think this is gonna be a good game. We've got we've got zero pass defense at all. No, absolutely no pass defense. Not even in the in the conversation. Um, two really really good offenses, and for for wildly different reasons. Ohio State's is better than Michigan State's, but Michigan State obviously has Kenneth Walker, and Ohio State has um, three All American receivers, which is a a good approach. Usually, Ohio State's also seemingly figuring out how to do. RPOs now that it's 2021. So congratulations to Ryan mm-hmm. on learning what an RPO is. He did it. He figured it out. Um, I'm excited for Ohio State fans to do the same in 2025 when they figure out what it is. Um, but I think this is gonna be Pull great. It. I'm I'm really looking out to this. I'm really looking out for this one. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be an awesome game. I think it's gonna be a much better game than uh, Ohio State Michigan or even um, Michigan Michigan State, which was I mean that was a good game. Both. Uh, yeah, that was a really good game, and Michigan Ohio State should be a good one as always. Yeah, uh, for me personally. Okay. Um, <clears throat> mean. 
Uh, however, uh, I don't know. I, I think like Michigan State is just the kind of a poor man's version of Ohio State. Okay. Um, like they're a very good football team, uh, but I don't know. Like, like do they do anything better than Ohio State? Does? Run the ball. I, I think they run the football. Yeah, they run the football a little bit better. I agree with that. But um, hmm, I, I think I don't know. I, think I mean, they're, they're, I think their what's the last are team? About the same too. What's the last team that beat Ohio State by? I mean, running the football. I, I guess I was having this with Oregon. I guess Oregon kind of did it, but no, or, I think that yeah, was, Oregon absolutely. That's did like it. yeah, that's the first time in uh, the last like ten years I can think of. Uh, um, let me think. So twenty nineteen, Clemson didn't. Clemson kind of did, nope. but not not really. Twenty eighteen, no, Bama no. didn't. Uh, twenty seventeen, uh, Oklahoma neither. kind of did, but it was because of the RPOs. They they were doing both of them, which is sort of what Michigan State does. Um, 2016, Clemson just beat the shit out of them. Penn State was special teams. 2015, Michigan State did. Um, that was granted a little bit. Uh, of a, a little did bit they, of a did they win that game by successful offense, or just by like a great defense? I don't know. Like, I mean, they no one that... really moved the ball in that game. Sure, it was their third string quarterback, so they did kind of have to have to run. Um. Virginia yeah, Tech. but if, but a team gets thirteen points, you don't say you won with your offense. Like, I don't yeah. think you can say that. I think you Virginia you don't win with the run game. I think Virginia Tech in twenty fourteen and Michigan State in twenty thirteen could probably say it too. But that's obviously that's okay. fucking eight and you know seven and eight years ago. So like once every three or four years, basically, it happens. It's like yeah. the yeah. <laughs> it's like the rate we're at. So I don't know. I, I just don't think like Michigan State, especially like one of their receivers is out, right? Which I forget which one. I, I think, think it's, Reed. I think it's Reed that's out, if memory serves. Yeah, they, Reed's out. Which he, um, he's the Ohio second. Ohio State just scores explosively, and the secondary sucks. Like Xavier, or Xavier Henderson's pretty good. Yeah, uh, for Michigan State, but the rest of the secondary is really bad. This secondary, the Michigan State secondary, feels to me kind of like the exact same thing as Ohio State secondary, where they have one pretty good player, like guy who stands out and is is decent, but then they have three other guys around him who are just dog shit, <laughs> just just mm-hmm. significantly dog shit. Um, and, and for, for Michigan state, unfortunately it is at cornerback, which I think is a, a worse strength to have than, than to have, you know, they have the dog shit at cornerback and then one good safety. I think you'd probably have a, rather have a Denzel Burke situation where you have one good cornerback and then a bunch of terrible safeties. And then, you know, the other cornerback is seven banks. Um, but I, I, I think, uh, well, I, I don't know. I think, I think last week might've been so offensive. They finally lost seven. Like he hadn't gotten tested in like. I don't know, since he was allowed to play football again at Ohio State. Uh-huh. Uh, and as soon as he did, he just immediately ate shit repeatedly. <laughs> and I hope that would be enough to realize, like, hmm, well, we had a really good corner earlier in the season named Ryan Watts, and then we somehow put him at witness protection, yeah. uh, despite him being, like, a pretty good redshirt freshman. And he does, like, all the same things Seven Banks, seven banks does, except better, mm-hmm. as in just being big as shit is his, is his strength. Um, we liked him in the spring game. We liked him when he played. He played well. And we moved him to a position we don't really use anymore and have other guys at. Uh, maybe we should put him back to the one he's good at. That's just what I would think personally. But that's, you know, again, I'm not a really smart, big, tough guy college football coach. So I don't know the answers there. Sure. Um, I think Ohio State wins. I think it's a shootout. I think it's a really fun game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. Wake Forest at Clemson. It's time. Wake Forest, please, God. Keep Clemson out of the final top twenty-five, please, please, God, keep them. I out mean, of the not final just that; 25. they have to keep Clemson out of the ACC championship yes. game. God, God please, the ACC. please, no, <laughs> we have to. I can't do another ACC championship game with Clemson. 
Oh man, I mean, <laughs> it's it, it's starting to make me nervous that's going to happen. I'm just like looking around, like you know, uh, if Wake Forest drops this game, I guess they have to drop the next two games, and NC State would have to lose to one of Syracuse or UNC at home. Okay. Um, not likely, but not impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I hate this. This sucks. Uh, Wake Forest, please, please just do what needs to be done. On, on Dabo's home field. <laughs> Get the job done. We're all we're all depending on you. I don't have a ton of thoughts on this game as an actual game. I'm interested in the Wake Forest offense against Clemson's defense. I uh I think Wake Forest would be the shit out of them. And I give a substantial amount of cash on the money line. I kind of do as well, partially because Dave Clawson has had the, the wakey leaks issue and so he's good at at getting his you know his signs covered up, right? They're not gonna be able to steal his signs. I think he'll do the sugar huddle. I think he's one of like four smart coaches in college football who will pick up on that. And so I think Clemson's defense is just going to be shit out of luck here. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, I... like Clemson has like five of James Skalski starting on their defense. Those guys are not going to know what to do with the slow, the slow mesh. They're all fucking stupid. They can't read. And what? What? I think. Uh... A team has not held the Wake Forest offense under 40 points since, uh, I don't know, the first weekend of October. Yeah, they're was the last time that happened. They're really good. And they scored 37 points in that game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the offense is really uh, good, and I, I think that they can take advantage of the dumb shit that Clemson does, like at linebacker and at safety. Like, those, they just, they have bad personnel there. Right, right. Uh, and he, I, like, I, I don't know. The, the way you beat this Wake Forest team is playing them in a shootout. And Clemson is just not built to do that. They cannot play that game. Yeah. So, I'd like to see them try uh, though. Trash. I think it'd be they're fun. garbage guy. They're fucking trash. Yeah. Uh, weird beers. Five percent chance. You know the deal. Hey, I... real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we do this, okay. I, I I know you're not a big, um, quote unquote playoff kind of guy, but uh, do you think Wake Forest holds a chance? No. No. No shot. No. None. They're in the ACC. No. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think they might have a prayer. I don't. They would need they would need so much to go wrong up at the top. They would need Alabama to lose again and then beat Georgia. They would need Ohio State to lose. They would need Michigan to lose. They'd need Michigan State to lose. They'd need Oregon to lose. Um, like the Big Ten, Pac-12, and you know, only one of the SEC teams have to be all but one of the SEC teams have to be eliminated for that to even be. In consideration. So, so, so if Georgia wins out and Ohio State wins out, uh, Oregon drops one game, they're in. If they win out. Uh, what about like Oklahoma? Because the Big 12 will only produce one team. There's no way. Like, only one of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State have a chance. I think Cincinnati and gets then, in over Wake Forest. Uh, I want that to happen, but you really think at yes. the end of the season, when it's four uh, undefeated or one loss P5 conference champions, they're going to put the G5 team in? You I think really if, think that? I, think if Wake, I want them to, but you actually believe it. I think if Wake Forest is the ACC team, yes, absolutely, they'll do that. Like, this is – Wake Forest is going to be treated the same way that Cincinnati is, and it has a loss. They they, they think about these programs the same way because it's the amount of money that they make. That's the only thing that determines the difference between – you know how a one-loss team is treated against a, a, an, un, an unbeaten G5 team. Wake Forest doesn't make any more money than Cincinnati does. They'll just put Cincinnati in. There's no, there's here's no benefit. What, here's what will happen: it. 
Wake, Wake Forest is going to beat Clemson by 24 points on a Saturday. Yeah. And they're going to compare the common opponent to Georgia and say, man, this is a really quality Wake Forest team that only lost in a weird road game and, you know, against North Carolina. And, like, you know, like they're, they have quality wins against NC State, Clemson, Army, uh, Virginia. You know, like I'm telling you, like, I don't want it to happen, but if they went out in the, the scenario that I mentioned happened, which is Ohio State and Georgia went out and Oregon drops the game, just get ready for it. Yeah. Wake Forest would have, what, one ranked win over Pitt? Um, I don't know. They probably would rank eight and four Clemson. I think NC State will stay ranked. Uh, Army I, probably won't be ranked, no. no. Uh, I don't imagine. Virginia, that. probably not. If if eight, if not, if not seven and three Clemson isn't ranked, I don't think eight and four Clemson would be ranked. Um, given that, that I mean that last one, I don't know. Mississippi over. State won't finish ranked, right? There's some other teams that are going to lose. Uh, Arkansas won't finish ranked. Uh, Utah, Utah will, will, split Utah with Oregon will probably. So they, Utah they will, will finish in the top ten after it beats Oregon twice. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I, I I'm just not betting on the committee to give the benefit of the doubt to Cincinnati as much as I want them to. Yeah. I just don't think it's likely. Um, we'll see. Well, Cincinnati's going to get another ranked win at the end of the season, so it would be at least equal to Wake Forest. Um, I'm rooting for Pat. You know, I'm rooting for this. I'm just, I know. I'm just starting to get nervous about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, uh, I was talking to a friend of the show, Will English, uh, trying to. He's a big Notre Dame fan, and we were trying to concoct scenarios where Notre Dame gets in the playoffs somehow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it's not even as crazy as you think. Man, I'm so tired of the playoff. Just fucking get rid of it. I don't want it anymore. This sucks. <laughs> this sucks. It's stupid. Notre Dame. You disagree. It's fun, dude. Notre Come Dame on, has fun. has has like nine wins by three points against Virginia Tech. They've beaten Virginia Tech by three <laughs> points nine times this season, and they're trying. Yeah, to, they're UTSA. They're trying to work their way. Come on, UTSA is undefeated. Let's not let's not be mean to UTSA here. Uh, like this is <laughs> so fucking stupid. That Notre Dame would have a path to compete for the championship this year in a four-team field. <laughs> I'm sorry, Patrick. You know we agreed to it in a blood plaque, a blood, eh, a blood pack uh-huh. uh, months ago on the podcast. Yeah, we have to root for Notre Dame. I'm rooting for Notre, Notre Dame, Dame the rest just, of the season. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, just don't don't tempt the blood pack. That's yeah, all I'm saying. This man said Bud blacked. Um, Weird beers. <laughs> Iowa State at Oklahoma, FAU at Western Kentucky, Florida State at Boston College, Rutgers at Penn State, or Northwestern versus Purdue, depending on which version of Big Ten Network you have. Both of them very <laughs> funny. Um, the two that jump out here to me being FAU at Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky, I think, is maybe the, the second-best team in the CUSA, probably going to get a rematch with UTSA. Uh, in the CUSA title game, depending on what happens with UTSA UAB, which is somehow in the weird beers for the next section. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Um, Look at the other games, dude. Come on. Yeah, Virginia Pitt really deserves to be up there. Come on. Get real. It does. No. It's a <laughs> title. We're, we're Virginia, Pitt fans of this podcast. Virginia Patrick. doesn't even have its quarterback. Come on. We're, they might. He's day-to-day. He might play. No. Uh, and then Iowa State-Oklahoma also stands out to me because Oklahoma is going to lose and will be knocked out of the playoff uh, permanently. And thank God for that. I, I will say this. If, if Matt Campbell wins this game, I will say one nice thing about him on the podcast. Okay. You're going to talk about his thick ass. Um, Iowa state will, <laughs> Iowa state will win this game. Like this is what they do. Hmm. This is what they Oklahoma do. is not nearly good enough to be considered an Iowa state episode. <laughs> 
yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but that one stands out, and then FAU Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky, like I like I mentioned, FAU's defense is is interesting enough that I'm I'm curious about this one. But I think Western Kentucky's going to roll. Anything here standing out to you? Um, hmm. Florida State. I'm going to laugh really hard. I don't know. I have a lot of just coaches I like to hate on that are in these windows. Uh, I'm excited about this. I don't know. I, if I get to watch Dabo eat shit, I get to watch Matt Campbell eat shit. I get to watch Jeff Halfley eat shit. I get to watch James Franklin eat shit all in the same uh, window. Yeah. I mean, that's like a great day for me. Sure. That is a, that's, I mean, that's pretty much your entire rooting interest is just that you can see your enemies <laughs> eat shit. Um, <laughs> Saturday afternoon, staple beer. Speaking of seeing our enemies eat shit, SMU at Cincinnati, 3.30 on ESPN. First off, why is this a 3.30 game? Folks, Nippert at night is so cool. Why can't we just do that? It would be so good. I mean, it gets dark at it gets dark at halftime. It'll be yeah. night, it'll be a night game for the second it's half. It's just like the night game this week is Oregon at Utah, and the second night game is Baylor Kansas State. Like, come on, that's a good game. That's a good game. <sighs> Who cares? It's not better than SMU Cincy, but it's it's a good game. Yeah, um, I think Cincy wins. I'm worried about this one, but I've been worried about every Cincy game this year just because this is our this is our chance. Um, I think that we need Luke Fickle to be as wet as possible. We need a moist Luke Fickle, folks. I've I've cracked the code and and recognized that the wetter Luke Fickle is, the better his team plays. You know, they say the wetter the better, and it's referring to Luke Fickle's skin. <laughs> um, I I think that we need a a fully damp. I have to check the weather in Cincinnati, so I'm going to have you vamp for me. But we need a fully damp Luke Fickle to get the job done here. We need Luke Fickle to come out wearing his high school heavyweight wrestling singlet. Yes. Um, fully oiled up, baby oiled up. Yes. Um, he's going to put um, Sonny Dykes in the, figure, in the figure four leg lock and take him to his desk in Dallas where he will make him sign that extension yeah. to come be the third place team in the AAC for the next decade. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're looking, I will say, at, at, a, at a, uh, an overcast potential chance of rain on saturday so we're looking let's go we are in a we are not and we are not quite in a code red wet luke situation but we are very close to if nothing else a cool hand luke situation we're at defcon three yeah i think we're at defcon three that's the middle one we're getting closer to it (laughs) uh certainly and we do need a wet luke i think cincinnati wins i think that smu's kind of checked out uh and i think cincinnati's better but we said it last week. We're going to say it again. Please, guys, just just do it early. Do it quickly. Just get it over with and make it so I don't have to worry about it. Like, if Cincinnati comes out and could just beat the shit out of them, it would be so nice to just just beat the shit out of them, please. Yeah. Just, yeah, that's what we're rooting for. Yeah. Uh, the one your buddy says is good, but he's probably lying and it sucks. UAB at UTSA, 330 on ESPN+. Come on. This, this is a division title game. This is a division title so game. So is this game. This The Virginia Pitt one literally decides it. If UAB loses this game, they can still win the division. They just have to win one. I mean, uh, that's not true, actually. No, it's not Okay. So. Uh, they're both division title games. Virginia, and, Virginia you know, has it's one. It's actually fun to watch. Virginia has one player on its entire team, and he's hurt. This is not. How good. many players does Pitt have on their entire team? Two? They're both healthy. They're both playing. That's the that's the whole Come point. On. Pitt is a it, it's Pitt. You know they're look. You understand the anxiety level of this team. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, the fan base of this team is they just are panicking, trying to figure out how Pat Narduzzi will blow the end of the season. They know it's coming one way or another, 
they are like a ticking time bomb every week and they're just dying to see it happen just to get the relief of knowing they suck again Pitt, uh it, it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be fun to watch Pitt is playing for the chance to be 10 and 2 and to lose to wake forest in the acc title game utsa's unbeaten you like the, this... fucking curse on you brother a curse this on your is... house i've had enough of this conversation <laughs> it's the acc uh, what we are... are we doing <laughs> <laughs> this man's caring about the acc no I won't do UAB it. UAB is going to lose by fucking three touchdowns. Fuck these guys. I hate Sean Clark. I've always said, or Mike Clark, whatever this guy's name is. What's his coach's name? Mike Clark? <laughs> it's not Mike Clark. <laughs> Bill. Bill Clark. Bill Clark. Bill Clark. Yeah, whatever. Call him whatever you want. This guy sucks. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna pump up your mood because Trayvon Rudolph has just housed a 75 yarder for NIU. Um, it's, Let's uh, go. So we, we do love that. We, we definitely. Ryan does not have any money on that game, so don't worry about that. Don't look into that. Um, UAB UTSA is your. Is the government? If you're the government, just shut your little mouth. How about that? Mm-hmm. I also have the Central Michigan money line, so we are really Ooh, we are up big. We love that. Uh, weird beers. Virginia at Pitt, three thirty on ESPN two. I think it's a fine game. I I do. I think it's a fun game to watch. I would have it on a computer. Um, Arkansas at Alabama. Man, this is a good slate. This is a really good slate. Dude, I, I was telling a friend this uh, on the phone of the day, but uh, this, like the afternoon slate, it only has like, I think SMU Cincinnati is the clear kind of like favorite game, but there are just so many games that are mildly interesting. Yeah. Like there are, what is it? Uh, we have six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There are 14 games you can convince me are kind of interesting in this window. Mm-hmm. Enough that we just know like four or five of them end up being good. Yeah. So just keep your eyes peeled. I'm gonna speak your language. And there's here. actually there's there's a one more game too that I moved down to the evening slot to cheat because it was like a kind of a late kickoff. Sure. I'm gonna speak your language here, uh, real quick. I kinda think Alabama's gonna lose to Arkansas. Is that a is Let's that a go. crazy thought? Um because this, I de- don't this think, defense stinks. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. This Alabama Bama's defense is not good. Dude. They're not that good. Yeah. Yeah. I, if Bama didn't play in one of the weakest divisions of college football, like they would be a, a lot worse team this year. And I, I kind of feel like Barry Odom is going to have something for that ass, right? Because this Alabama offense is not especially frightening to me. I, <sighs> Their O line sucks. And I, admittedly, I haven't watched Arkansas's D line like since the A and M game. Yeah. Uh, but they did whip A and M's O line in that game. Like you can say what you want about like A and M, you know, quarterback troubles and injuries up and down the roster. But their offensive their offensive line was totally intact for that game. Yeah, and that's supposed to be one of the best O lines in the country. And Arkansas whipped them. Yeah, and and Barry Odom is really good at scheming that sort of thing up. Granted, Alabama and Texas A and M have different offensive ideologies that that determine that sort of thing. But I just I think Odom is a really good coach, and I think Arkansas is is if nothing else going to make it close here, which just doesn't happen at Alabama very often. Right, and you're telling me what Bill O'Brien's gonna outcoach somebody? Come on, Come what on. year is this? Come on, grow up. Uh, Nebraska at Wisconsin, three thirty on ABC. <laughs> so Nebraska, is it gonna lose this game by? W- Wait, anyway? hang on, hang on. Are you just skipping the Virginia Pitt game since you put it in a? Oh, I mean, we kind of we kind of <laughs> talked about it already. Kenny Pickett's gonna throw for eight hundred yards, and it's gonna be fifty-six to forty-two because Virginia doesn't have his quarterback. Well, here's what I want to talk about. Jordan Addison should win the Blitnikoff. Okay, yeah, that seems fine he is... to me. With Drake London hurt, uh, he is the best statistical receiver in the country, in my opinion. Um, and if Garrett Wilson, who's the actual best receiver in the country, doesn't have the stats to win it, which he doesn't, yeah. then it should be uh, it should be Addison. 
I would like to. We were talking about this in the group chat a little bit. I do think Chris Olave being on there and Garrett Wilson not being on there is very funny, because Chris Olave one yeah. doesn't have the stats and two also isn't really like better than any of the other starting receivers in Ohio State. He's the third of the. <laughs> he's the third of the bunch. It's a very. It's a very name brand move. I know. I know Chris Olave. It's like, well, yeah, he's Devin Smith. Here, here's my theory. Yeah, uh, you know, all the Ohio State fans complain about big noon kickoffs being bad for recruiting or whatever. Okay. I think it's actually going to be uh, funnier and worse for awards voters because they just won't watch the Ohio State games ever. So we're just going <laughs> to keep getting whatever preseason guy was supposed to be good for Ohio State is all American. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like who they have? They had what? Sean Wade is all American last yeah, year. Yeah. White yeah. Is all American. Yeah. Both those guys had bad years, and they were just all Americans because no one watched the games. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be funny if it keeps happening. And I don't know, we're gonna have like seven banks in all America this year somehow, mm-hmm. just by playing, you know, thirty percent of the snaps. I, I think that would really be funny. So, you're, what you're saying is that CJ Stroud is gonna win the Heisman? <laughs> I have money on that, in fact, and I'm waiting to cash it out. I'm there we go. Um, to cash that out. Nebraska yes. at Wisconsin, three <laughs> thirty on ABC. Speaking of games that no one is going to watch in the Big Ten. Uh, Nebraska is going to lose this game anywhere from one to seven points. And <laughs> afterward, Trev Alberts is going to fire Scott Frost one week after saying that he wasn't going to. No, he won't. No, he won't. But I do think it'd be very funny if they still did after the end of the season, after all that, they go three and nine. And he's like, okay, never mind. Fuck this guy. Get out of here. What if Nebraska just, uh, what if they just come out and beat the shit out of Wisconsin? How, what would you do? What would your reaction be? I'd like that. I think it'd be good. <laughs> I'd be I'd be in favor of that because I'd be curious about what Ryan Day does against Iowa's defense. Earnestly, that is my actual answer. Um, yeah, I think it'd be cool. I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of interested in this game. I think it's like a little bit watchable. If again, if only just to watch the Wisconsin running back, they find a lot kid. Yeah, uh, I like watching Braylon Allen. I like watching him play. He is a big old boy. Uh, he's fun to watch. Jim Leonard has a great defense. Uh, there will be a combined 23 points scored this game. Mm-hmm. No one will be happy. Uh, it's a perfect Big Ten football game. Oh, I also I have to correct myself on the last time we were talking about Fond du Lac. It's Billy Schwalf who's out there, not Carson Hinsman. Carson Carson Hinsman is okay. The, the one going to Notre Dame, right? Yes, that's that's correct. Um, so my uh, my my mea culpa here on being incorrect on 2022 Wisconsin recruits. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, happens to the best of us. Next up, Louisiana at Liberty, 4 p.m. on ESPNU. Really interesting game here for Louisiana because it it doesn't you know, impact conference race at all. But I'm just curious if these guys can get up for a game because they've had two games to get up for this year. They really did for one of them when they beat the shit out of App State. But then the other one was the Texas game. And they, in retrospect, should have won that one easily. Uh, They really should have, yeah. One, still one of the worst losses. It's actually bringing down the whole Sun Belt as a result. And I'm yeah. very disappointed in Louisiana. Uh, we need you to be better than that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I think they'll kill Liberty. I think Liberty is like uh, fake good. Uh, I think they've been neutered this season. Yeah. Uh, much like uh, Hugh Freeze himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been castrated. Um, they, they've they've gone a step <laughs> further than than neutered. They've got a chastity belt on, and they're you know. Someone someone in the streets of Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, caught Hugh Freeze out back in the alleyway. They saw him scrounging around some scraps of the garbage. Yeah. Uh, wearing a collar, uh, and they. Uh, they spayed and neutered him, uh, and they did both. They did. <laughs> <laughs> the big two. <laughs> and, uh, and and the Liberty offense has been suffering ever since. Yeah, yeah. He just, just he lost his he lost his Austin Powers mojo. We got to get it back for him. Um, Hugh, yeah, baby. Hugh Freeze is college football Austin Powers. 
<laughs> he's got the you know like in the, in no, the I, uh he's got the dick pump that he's Austin denying Powell is his successful uh lane kiffin is, is college football Austin powers but okay uh hugh freeze is like the knockoff version like played by tom cruise they show an angle number yeah but you, i don't know how deep into austin powers war you are uh pretty pretty deep, yeah i'm pretty deep into austin powers um yeah we i i, I we'll talk about this off air we'll figure out who college football's uh Austin Powers is. This will be a full off-season episode where we just watch all three of the Austin Powers is together and then talk about them. I think that'd be It's going to be a bonus. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be a bonus episode. We're going to start doing movie episodes where we just talk about movies that we like. I think that'd be fun. I think people would like that. It gets the people going. We're going to launch a Patreon and you have to pay for it, but only to hear us talk about movies. That's yeah, yeah. we're just going to talk about various dude rock forms of entertainment. Um, there are also a whole bunch of games in here that we're not going to go into detail on, but are worth mentioning. This is how you get to the 14. Illinois at Iowa, Michigan at Maryland, Marshall at Charlotte, App State at Troy, Syracuse at NC State, Florida at Mizzou, UCLA at USC. Boy, very sad that that's in this group. Um, and then Minnesota yeah. at Indiana. Uh, only one that I want to mention here specifically, Charlotte's trying to get to bowl eligibility. I don't think they're going to do it this week. I think they will next week against ODU. Um, and then also App State at Troy. App State's going to win, but Troy's new quarterback, Gunnar Watson, is very good. I, he is full-on good. I'm excited to see him with a new coach next year. I can give some uh, elevator pictures here too. Florida at Mizzou. Uh, if Dan Mullen loses this game, which he will, uh, yeah. saying that Mizzou is a seven and a half point dog, uh, he will be fired on the tarmac. He will. Yeah. He will be Lane Kiffin on the Columbia Missouri tarmac. They will make him go live in a Gumby's uh, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, UCLA at USC. Um, Chip Kelly is. It's very funny because it appears him and the AD hate each other, mm-hmm. but neither one can figure out how to get out of their job. It sounds uh, like he's interested in. It sounds like he's interested in Washington, which I think would be very funny. Yeah, but man, if you're Washington, would you be happy about that hire? I yes. Would, like. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I would hire Chip Kelly. You'd be pumped. Yeah, just for just for shoots and giggles, just to see if he still got it. Uh, okay. Um... <laughs> I would hire a guy who still cares about football personally and, and likes the coach. Well, you can't so get any of me. those in college football. There's not any of those guys. There, there's none left. All of the good coaches <laughs> have, have left. Uh, now we're just lo- we're left with these fucking losers. Um, I, I guess. And what just, about Minnesota and Indiana? Huh? This is the big game of the week. Yeah, two two good coaches out there. Two guys, two guys who we love on this show. <laughs> uh, Saturday evening, Staple Beer, Oregon at Utah. I mean, people don't don't come to us surprised when Utah wins this game twenty three to twenty. We've we've told you it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not a bit. This is a very real thing that will happen. It happens every year. Oregon's going to lose to Utah. Um, I don't know if they'll lose this one or the conference title game. They're definitely losing one of them. Yeah, they're going to lose one of them. Um, I, I don't know why people are assuming yeah. Oregon's going to go to the playoff. They blow it every single year the exact same way. Mm, well, <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's probably gonna happen. Uh, but I guess I'm kind of rooting for Oregon to make it in uh, as a sacrificial lamb in order for High State to play again in a rematch. Because mm-hmm. I want this team fired up, and I want yeah. the old Ryan Day classic of scheming a team up for the semifinal and forgetting you have to play in the championship too. <laughs> I want the uh, I want the to. Ryan Day classic of scheming up uh, defending the field, which is something that they didn't do last time. We're, let's just not defend the field. We're only we're going to defend the boundary, folks. We're going to defend the boundary, and we love to defend it. Um, we love it, and we love the boundary, don't we, folks? folks we, love we, it. we love the boundary. We love to defend the boundary. We're going to put all the corners in there, and you can't throw to it. 
Nope, not open. Don't no photo the field. It's not over there. Don't worry about that. The boundary is making a very bad deal. A very bad deal. <laughs> if you send, if you send your, if you send your receiver in motion, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. That's it. Cut off. Get out of here. No motion. I don't like it. Makes me sick. When you don't cover the overhang, they let you do it. <laughs> Uh, all right that's enough of that anyway Um. anyway utah utah's gonna win uh the one your buddy says is good but he's probably lying and it sucks baylor at kansas state this one's at 5 30 on fs1 which is a weird barely the evening this is the uh the blue plate special for the weekend this is a weird time for this to kick off um i i i think it's gonna be perfect though right because the evening games will end i'm sorry the afternoon games will be like already ended the the uh this game will be ending it's working utah's at halftime uh, any other dog shit games in the slate house are going to halftime. Yeah. I don't know. What if, uh, what if there's a scenario here we have this weekend uh, and it's, we're looking into this a little bit, but what if Oklahoma, Baylor, and OK State all lose just immediately and uh, the big whole playoff hype? Oh, please. Week? I need it. And then next week, Notre Dame <laughs> loses. Yes. Hey, by the way, all the Matt Campbell freaks are going to be on mentions about another stupid Matt Campbell clip. And we didn't even address his press conference, which I guess we can talk about if we want to. But, uh, if it's such a it's such a hard job to win at Iowa State, and it's so impossible to build that program to go eight and four or whatever. Uh, Chris Kleiman did it in like two years at Kansas State, a harder job. He just did it overnight. Uh, I I would I would say that somebody else maybe did that at Kansas State. <laughs> I, would, I would argue there was a bit of a gap. I don't know. I, I mean, Kansas State was not doing well when Chris Kleiman took over. I guess. I mean, he went like eight and four in year one. I don't. I don't know if there was that big of a gap. It seemed like they were fine. Right, because he's better than he's, he's better than Matt Campbell. That's all I'm saying. I think they're the same guy, um, which is fine. Eight and four is fine. It's n- nothing wrong with going eight and four. Um, he took the team from five and seven to eight and four, and the year before that, it was eight and five. I don't know. Chris Kleiman's okay. doing Bill Snyder numbers right now. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Bill Snyder did Bill <laughs> Snyder numbers. It's, yeah, that's that's. I mean, Bill Snyder's a really good coach. I would say. I would consider. Well, Bill this is Snyder... this is my whole point here. What yeah. what I'm trying to say is that it's not actually hard to win the Big Twelve. People tell you all these jobs are bad. Whatever. Kansas is a bad job. Kansas State's a bad job. Iowa State's a bad job. Texas Tech's a bad job. No, it's a shitty conference, and anyone can win games. None of them are bad jobs. All four of those teams have had like you know, one or two lost seasons in the last couple of decades because anyone can win there. It's one of the worst conferences in college football. And like Texas always sucks. Oklahoma's always good. Everyone else blows it constantly. So like all you have to be is semi-competent. You can just win eight games a year in the control. It's not hard. I could do it. You could do it. I don't I don't know about all this. I don't I don't know if I want to be included in <laughs> in this. Because folks, I would win ten. Uh but I guess I'm built different. I think Baylor probably wins here. Weird beers, five percent chance yeah. that you think they're actually good. Virginia Tech at my Miami. It's the dead coach bowl. Everybody come watch the dead coaches. It's gonna be fun. I don't I don't think he's I don't think Fuentes is coaching this one, but um come get y'all dead coach. Oklahoma State at Texas Tech, Wyoming at Utah State, and Auburn at South Carolina. Would be very funny if Oklahoma. Hey, is OK State really good? No, no. I'm starting to think they are. The dude. defense is good. They're 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 no. Come on, no. They're Iowa. They're gonna probably lose this weekend because as soon as like as soon as you turn your attention to Oklahoma State, they lose the game. Exactly. But yeah. uh, but they are good. <laughs> they're playing really well. Uh, yeah, I mean the defense. And this is, is their this is the big three of quarterbacks they've had this decade too. You know the quarterbacks they've taken to the promised line of the top ten. 
You've got, uh, you know, Spencer Sanders, Mason Rudolph, and Clint Shelf, uh, three equally good quarterbacks, who are really we're, awesome. We're, we're snubbing Brandon, Brandon Whedon. That man was 26 years old, putting his life on the line. What do you mean? <laughs> Whedon did not get a top 10 finish or a top 10 rank at any point in time. Is that he tr- couldn't make the cut? What? No, didn't the 2011? I don't think. Was it the 2011 team like a game away? Was he on that team? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. It was him and the the big motherfucker at wide receiver. Let's see. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Brandon yeah. Whedon also did it. So there yeah, are Brandon, four quarterbacks. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Whedon was a first round pick. <laughs> Aren't those also like their only four quarterbacks of this decade? Oh, has anyone else started for Oklahoma State? No, besides they've four? they've had a couple others. They had the fucking walk on uh, for for two years, Cornelius. Um, Whatever his first. Oh name. yeah, I forgot about him. I don't remember his. But name. in general, if you play quarterback at Oklahoma State, you're gonna get ranked in the top ten, and you're gonna have an embarrassing loss to blow it. Sure, and that's cool. Yeah, and you're gonna not be very good. That's the other thing is that they're, they're, they've <laughs> all, the the other connecting fiber for all those quarterbacks is that they're not very good. It's weird that Mike Gundy, it's, the offense guy, has never actually had a very good offense. It's Oklahoma State is the school for quarterbacks who care about winning games, but also have the humiliation finish. Yeah, this is the QB win school. <laughs> And we, we we do love that. Um, nothing else here really standing out to me. Utah State with the chance to move to nine and two, which is really cool. Wyoming has also. Have you looked at Wyoming's uh, season like fully laid out? It's not good. It's hilarious. I really fr- I freaked that prediction they pretty bad. They absolutely fucking blew it. They started off four and zero, yeah. and now they're five and five. Good God, guys! Craig Bull, come on, dude. You're on notice right yeah, now. Come on. Come on, come on, Craig Bull, get it together. Um, Saturday late, last game here, Oregon State at, or uh, oh, sorry, Arizona nope. State at Oregon State, ten thirty on ESPN. I uh, man, Arizona State still alive. They are still alive for the uh, for the division championship. Just a good thing to say in general about the school. Arizona State still alive. Yep, sure <laughs> enough, it's still there. Um, Arizona State, this batch didn't kill us. Yeah, this will be fine. Yeah, whatever. I, 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 I wiped the, uh, I wiped the needle clean. It's fine. It's good. We're hanging out. Um, Billy Napier should be the next. Arizona State. You Arizona don't State. really have to wear a condom. Yeah, sure. It'll be fine. That's right. Um, Billy Napier should be the next head coach at Arizona State. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Uh, come I have, on. I have no thoughts on this game. Go out and hire Billy Napier. Let's do. Come on. Get serious. They're getting Norvell. You know it. No, they should go get Billy Napier. That's they, they, they absolutely should go get Billy Napier. He coached there. From, yeah, but from the sounds of it, he wants Billy to be Napier there. Billy Napier would not take that job. I disagree. He turned down Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Arizona State's a better job than Tennessee. Oh come on! You can win. You're games. being silly. You can win games at Arizona State. You can win games at Tennessee. It's not hard. This East is terrible. Why has Who no... you to beat South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Mizzou, and Dan Mullen? Come and, on. And Georgia. And Alabama. <laughs> you don't have to. I get, whatever. If you can go if you go ten and two at Tennessee right now. They'll build you a statue. It's weird. No one's doing it. I, they should try that. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> Again, it's not hard to be a coach. I keep telling you this. <laughs> These jobs are pretty easy, dude. People just aren't smart. Yeah, you would be surprised about Billy Napier in Arizona State. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. I think I think Billy Napier is a little bit more willing to take Arizona State than you might think. Um, is this an inside report for flipping the field? Is this an uh, flipping the field breaking it's, it's news? It's not exclusive to say? flipping the field, but it is out there. This is information that is that is available, and I think I think folks know about hmm. it. We've been known, sis, uh, and that's on that. This is on a tour board that you post on where you buy some 
certain materials and videos. Yeah, where I where I buy coach videos, where I buy all twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the dark web. Where I go buy all twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> to, the dark, to buy all 22 films. <laughs> guy who's just on, guy who's on a message board with the worst people on earth like does anybody have the uh, TCU Texas Tech film <laughs> uh, they're doing the Manning cast exclusively on tour for this week's Sunday Night Football <laughs> Uh, guy who's trade guy who in 2009 traded a full bitcoin for one uh one game of like miami all 22 (laughs) no no yeah miami of ohio yeah does anybody have a rhett lashley install i need it Oh, uh, hey guys, I shouldn't get my hands on Mickey Marotti's strength training manual from the uh, 2002 Bearcat season. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you guys help me out? <laughs> Anybody have the uh, Chris Doyle tapes? Just, 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 just progressively weirder <laughs> strength and conditioning, guys. <laughs> Does anybody have Quadarian Banks' tape from Ohio State's basketball <laughs> strength and conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> uh well here on flipping the field we are excited to announce our new our new venture which is a a uh a, a dark web site where you can purchase and sell all 22 and that's the only thing you can do on there if you sell anything else we will report you directly to the police uh we're calling it the pirate bay but the logo is uh mike leach instead yes the, it's, the, it's the ecu logo <laughs> we've got there's it, something here we're doing we, we've got like in the uh in, in the wire we've got a, a clean block where people are walking around just shouting out the all 22 that they're selling <laughs> we've got, oh, i've got texas tech tape here texas tech cave here you're <laughs> oh, uh, uncut utah state right here get your uncut utah state jesus christ oh man uh, we will, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back after these games. Yeah, anyway, any picks for Arizona State Horkins? Goodness, no. Don't watch this one. Go to sleep. Just go to sleep. It's easy. <laughs> Lay down, close your eyes, go to sleep. Uh, yep. Yep. Ryan, I'll catch you, uh, after these games. We will, we will, allegedly, we'll recap and We'll look into doing that. Um, but until then, just keep listening to this one over and over again. Once you finish it, just go right back to zero zero and listen to it again. <laughs> I will catch you on the flip side. Stay cool, brother. That's right.